This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. We thought we'd have an impromptu podcast, so since we have the opportunity today to have Jeremy Hoff joining us, uh, he flew out from L.A. to meet with us, and Jeremy is at Shepherd of the Hills Church, and uh, we've worked all together on the church management kind of realm for many years, uh, and Jeremy's actually a part of uh, the Spark Development Network's board, so uh, he's out kind of talking about some of the strategic things we're working on. Um, but we thought we'd just do a quick podcast. I think you, you have a lot maybe to tell us and, and, and some things to share. A lot to tell you? I, I hope so. I hope I have something good to tell you. Uh, I, yeah, I work at Shepherd of the Hills Church. We're in Port Ranch, California, northern side of Los Angeles. And uh, I've been helping as much as I can with Rock for, uh, I guess it's a little over a year, uh, maybe a bit longer. Uh, but I heard about it uh, when it was just an idea on your mind maybe almost three years ago now. Is that about right? Three or four, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. So very excited, very excited. Um, so you've been out talking recently with a lot of executive pastors and, and talking specifically sometimes about rock. What are they, what's the word on the street? Yeah, it, uh, rock's got a lot of buzz. Um, people are asking about it. Uh, probably the number one question I, I get, especially among um, executive pastors, administrative pastors of other churches, is the question of support. Hmm. And, uh, you know, rock is this product that has uh, a software, but, no, you know, who do I call? Who do I ask if something goes wrong? That sort of thing. And uh, the conversation from there usually uh, goes something like this. Um, They'll say, hey, who do I call for support? And so I ask, what kind of support are you after? What do you feel like you need? And uh, commonly it's, well, something goes wrong, something's broken, software updates, uh, fixes. Um, What happens if things just go very terribly wrong? And uh, so uh, another, another type of question would be whether, you know, if, uh, if CCV ceases to exist or changes their mind about sharing the software, what then? And uh, so for that one, I'd just explain that Rock is uh, supported by a foundation that doesn't live and die by CCV. In other words, it's separate, but CCV is very graciously uh, supporting development towards it. Um, so that's, that's usually how I answer that. When it comes to the other question of who do I call when something breaks, um, I usually remark that there's a community uh, that'll be out there. There'll be people, other churches, uh, perhaps other uh, vendors that come around to support this this ecosystem. And with that, uh, you get a lot of help from people that already use the product, may already have had the same problem you have, and so have a solution there. And uh, so that's something they can look out for. Um, you know, they know that the community, at least at the time of the conversation, there was no community per se. So uh, you know, the question sometimes goes down to, you know, well, if um, if I have this product and uh, we're by ourselves, you know, all alone, uh, what do we do 
uh, you know, when when things go very wrong, um, who do I call? Um, what's what? You know, I'm, they're nervous about running a church. Mm-hmm. This is a church management software, and they want to make sure it works. So they feel like there's a, a risk. There, yeah, absolutely. There's risk, and you know, one of the risks. Um, well, we we all pay for support here and there, and the question is, do you like the support you're getting? I mean, are you are you calling the companies that support you now and getting the kind of support you feel like you deserve? And you know, we're not. This is expensive stuff. You know, some of these products we're supporting is expensive. So, do you feel like you're being well supported now? Um, do you feel like a commercial enterprise would support you better than a community of other church workers, church staff, church volunteers, that sort of thing? I mean, do you feel like your support would be better if it were commercial? And uh, there will be commercial support with this. There, there will be somebody out there who you know, yeah. pay the money and they will take care of uh, your needs. Yeah, you we, hope so. we hope there's many people yeah. and you can fire your support and keep your product. Well, and that's a pretty big deal right there. I mean, Rock, you could... Take the Rock software, and let's say CCV does change their mind. Let's say the Rock Foundation does cease to exist. You guys get hit by a bus. The software still lives. I mean, that's the beauty. Is this is this is a software you can self-host. This is software that you can have somebody else host for you. But you're kind of in control of your destiny because the worst that happens is that you are frozen in time with software as is. It will work and and, and continue to work. But um, you just won't get the benefit of updates or upgrades unless somebody else comes along and picks it up. This is open source. Which will definitely happen because there's a bunch of churches that are going to be relying on it. Sure. Right. And that's sure. that's the beauty is that with the open source, you can do anything. And we've all, always said, too, that it's, a, it's actually a hedge of protection, too, where if something goes south with us, maybe if we're hit by a bus or maybe we just don't feel like it someday, you still have all that. That source, right. and someone could go commercialize it. So two people could go commercialize it, or one person could say, "No, I'd like to keep the vision of it being open source." Well, you, you know, you you have some control over that destiny, or you know, what what will be, and that's a very big deal for a church. Now, sometimes it's a little, still feels risky. Sure, but uh, you know what? If you're if you're dealing with uh, software that's completely proprietary, and they go under, then what? I mean. You know, you might get your data out of it, but will you have an application that runs it? And that's a bigger problem, I would say. Yeah, I think when when you think about support at the highest level, you really think about okay, I pay this money and I get peace of mind. But today, and with the things I pay for for support, I mean, I pay for a lot of things for support in my life. I'm never really that happy. With, I have may have peace of mind, but I'm not happy with the execution. Mm-hmm. I think with this, you may not have necessarily that peace of mind because it's a new concept to you. But you ha- actually have better protection because you have the source, you have the data, and you have this community that we're building. Um, we know, and we all know, that the best knowledge of a product is in the user's hands, not in, the, in, in their minds. But we always sure. have this person in the middle who has to refine all that when that's the vendor. So we pull the vendor out and we, and we bring up a, an open community where people can share ideas and help each other. For sure. I mean... I can't tell you how many times I've talked to other churches to get the answers I need. I mean, I, right. I don't have time to research and to do everything, mm-hmm. but I do have time to network with others. I do have time to share what I know. They have some time to share with me, and together, you know, we individually we don't have all the answers, but together we have most of them, and that's a pretty big deal because you know our church is not doing the same thing CCV is doing, but someday 
CCV may want to do what we're up to. And you can ask me, how did how did you solve that problem? You know, because you're further ahead of the game just, just for that bit of sharing. And that would be so cool if, like, a church had their released a document or a manual of, like, yeah, Shepherd of the Hills Guide to Using Rock, how we use it, or the unofficial guide to using rock groups, you know, and, and just with the wisdom that they've learned. I mean, that'd be cool to see that that kind of stuff published. Yeah, for sure. 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 Yeah. I mean, recipes, you know. Right. I mean, there, there are a lot of ingredients out there, but how are you putting them together? So back to the, uh, just real quickly, the matter of uh, paid commercial support. We even talked about this today that, you know, we'd be totally okay with if somebody said, hey, where can I buy support right now on the community forums, uh, on our um, Q&A, that you could go out there and answer, this company will provide support. We're, we're okay with having companies step up and, and say, we'll do support right there on the Q&A. Right. We hope that ecosystem develops. We Again, Spark has no interest in, in that. We want to build the ecosystem. We want to support the ecosystem. And, and some of these vendors, we, we might even be able to help answer their questions if they have a question. Yeah. But, Yeah. Well, I, go on. I was just going to say, I think it's super encouraging, too, to just see how many how big that community's gotten just in the first week. I mean, we opened up that community, you know, 10 days ago and already getting lots of questions, and I'm more beta. Right, and even judging it on numbers, yes, and then on the quality of the post, too, is, yeah. is, is really what's encouraging because there's a couple people out there who are really being insightful about researching and it's it's amazing what people have already figured out yeah right yeah. well the post you know really smart questions that gives you an eye into what their churches are up to which is just encouraging too it's just cool to see the church doing what it can do best and it's building a kingdom mm-hmm. yeah and if, if spark can just be again providing those tools to help that community you know i think it's a different model of support and it's one that people may not be comfortable with at, at first because it's new but I actually think long term, it's actually going to be a better quality of support and no and no cost. Well, and then the question, you know, is commonly, well, if it breaks, where are the bug fixes, where are the updates? Well, you guys are committed to this. CCV is committed to this. CCCV is committed. I mean, there are churches that are committed to making this thing work because you you're going to use it in your own churches. So right. you're, you know, if you look at the product as it is, it's pretty great. And it's only getting better. And so when bugs are found, you squash them quick. And that is something that that uh, is just going to happen uh, because you guys care about your ministries. But you also have an eye for all the ministries out there. Right. And one thing, you, worst case that could happen is if, again, something hit, we get hit by a bus, I keep... I hate saying that because I keep visualizing it. But um, <laughs> where is this bus? It would have to be a very big bus to have all this, like, of us. <laughs> greyhound like imprint right on my head. But worst case, if it's successful, people will see a market. They'll move into the market. If you already have rock installed, I mean, it wouldn't take much. To, there's like one configuration point that you just say, "Go get your updates from this server, oh. not that server." Yeah. And boom, you're back in business. We don't today want we wouldn't want people to do that because we want people to get their updates through us because we know and trust that they work and and but if we ever stop doing our job that's an easy fix like and that and that keeps us sharp because we know we we can't rest if we rest you know someone comes in and just moves off with this but i think that's a great hedge of protection for the church sure and so when it comes to these patches and these fixes yes there's somebody there that's listening and has an eye on making this product better. But if the worst should come, uh, they can hire their own developer. They can find someone else that will fix the bug. 
there's nothing hidden about this. Right. This, right. Is, this is out there in the open, um, and that's unusual. That kind of access is very unusual. And it's actually kind of fun to talk about because, like, you know, we deal with a lawyer all the time, and he keeps scratching his head like, I don't understand why you do it this way because you're, you're basically protecting everybody but yourself. And that's good. And then I talked with commu- like business guys who are in my neighborhood group or just I bump into and I tell them about what I'm working on. They're like, that's great. How much does it cost? I'm like, oh, it's free. Well, that stinks. You're kind of wasting your time on that, aren't you? And you, you explain the model. No way. Everybody kind of like looks at you like you're crazy or something. But I think it, that gives we're, – because we're trying to protect the church the most. Right. Well, the goal isn't to make money. Right. It's not to make money. Well, the goal – it empowers churches to – acquire software and tools that they otherwise couldn't afford. Right. right. That's a big deal. There are there are not that many big churches with big, deep pockets. And there are a whole lot of churches that need the same tools that don't have those deep pockets. And this this makes it possible. Right. And, and still yet, there's an ecosystem that builds up. And if you want added services, there'll be hosting companies, we hope, several. We hope there's several support. We hope there's plug-in makers, there's Steam developers. But that's all optional. And and one of the things I think, Nick, you always talk about is like protecting that we don't want to become a freemium where it... Right. I would I would re- prevent that from happening with all of my might. You'd be um, driving a bus if, if that that's, that's <laughs> probably true. Would the bus yeah. be coming towards them? Yes. Yeah. I, I despise those models. I um, do too. So, yeah, Rock is going to be awesome and free, and you'll get everything that's free and awesome when you see Rock. But, again, we yeah, we'd love for tent makers to make money off of making tents. So if you want to build some custom stuff and sell it in the rock shop, go right ahead. I'm okay with that. Right, but that but those we'll never hide a great feature only to make someone pay for it later. That right. That is like totally against our philosophy. Right. In is fact, it, we have an idea board where whenever one of us has an idea that we think, hey, should should this be in the core or can we go off and do this on our own, it has to get voted on by the team. And we basically will uh, veto, you know, it. veto it, and so we'll make it become part of core. Right. Now, other people who want to make their own modules are welcome to make any module they want. Sure. But we just feel like since we work on core, we need an extra la- la- level of accountability that we're not going to take these cherry-pick the best ideas and make people pay for them. That's, that's against everything we believe in. So when you come out of these conversations, Jeremy, I mean... Do you feel like you've answered their questions and that they're they're more satisfied and less risk? Like they feel like they're getting into less risk. Generally, yes. I mean, some people are just just don't get it. Why would anybody give something that's any good away? Uh, and and then why why would they feel have they met Jesus? <laughs> well, supposedly they have. So <laughs> it's not kidding. that, but they also live in this fallen world right. where that's that's. Unusual. Counter. It's counterintuitive. And, you know, sometimes people see value when there's a cost, right? True. But, uh, you know, it's not to say rock is free. It's just you're getting a system that out of the box is dead simple to install. It just works. It's easy. And and as you find uh, places where rock doesn't suit your church, you have the power to improve. You have the power to pay someone to do it. Find your own volunteer to do it, whatever. Uh, if you need support, you can go find it. Uh, if you need something, but but the core product is aiming aiming to not require a lot of external support. Right. You know, you, your your church may not have the 
the staff to get it set up and going, well, you can find someone that can help you. Yeah. Uh, but And the community is there, and the community wants this thing to work. They, they want success for every church. So when it comes to setup, and and so the question becomes, do you need your handheld? And if so, you can pay for that. But if you don't, you can go your own, and you're fine. And the updates is, what, three clicks, and you can, you know, get the latest installation of Rock. I mean, that's pretty incredible and dead simple to boot. So the documentation that comes with those updates is very good. Uh, the explanation of it is very good. Um, so just just Rock Core works well and is simple. And under the layer, under the veneer, is this simple system where you can exploit it, expand it, extend it, however you see fit. And, uh, you know, where does Rock Core end and where does my custom code begin? Your users probably will never know. They probably shouldn't know. They it's shouldn't care. Right, yeah. They shouldn't care. Right. And uh, it's just a, it's just awesome. So to your back to your question, do you, I think they feel like their question is answered. I think most of them are still humming about, mm-hmm. you know, the next step. And some of them have come back with additional questions. So I'm not sure I've assuaged their uh, concerns, but I certainly haven't turned them off. Well, I think there's a lot of onus on, on us, too, to, just to, you know, we, we, we've, we talk a lot of this, and a lot of it is here, but we still have a lot to, to deliver on. Proof's in the pudding, and, right. yeah, well, there's more work to do. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, no matter what you do, there will always be early adopters, and there will be the laggards, the ones that wait until it's proven, and we're okay with that. Right. Um, we, I think we've already seen that we're going to have plenty of early adopters, so we're not pushing churches that jump on if they're not comfortable Eventually, they'll see. Oh, that is the the choice. That's the one we should go with. And I think we, you know, give a lot of credit to to the early adopters that we have because they're the ones who are going to make this successful. Yeah. Like we couldn't do it without even the support we're getting today. But yeah. I just see where this is going. They're they're going to be so instrumental in, in in the success of this. So, you know, we hope that they understand that we we value them. We 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 really value the time that they're putting in now. You know, testing this returning in issues, helping answer questions, and we hope that they feel encouraged to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Well, you had talked about an idea. Well, if I have an idea, I mean, right. you know, these early adopters are going to look at Rock and go, this is so close. But if only it did this thing, what do they do? It's a good good question because we just rolled out a, a, a feature for that uh, on our website. So giving a little bit of the backstory is... Um, when we decided that we wanted to start a project like this, it was probably four or five years ago, um, before we even started coding, and we, we just were talking and him and Han and what would it do, what would it do different than the stuff we've done in the past. And so we, we got this little black book. It's a little moleskin black book, and we just wrote everything in that black book. And over the years, we would just have these black books around. We This black book around, we just add into it. Yeah, it's not actually that one. It's a, it's a little bit smaller. Um <laughs> So we created this feature. We call it the Black Book. Um, and it's just a little online form that you can virtually add something into our Black Book. Now, like our Black Book, not every idea that goes into it will probably make it into the product. We write tons of stuff in that Black Book that now we look back and go, yeah, that's just not quite... Yeah, it's not practical or it's not in our strategic vision. Was a better idea at the time, maybe? Yeah, or sometimes you look at it and you go, what was I really thinking? I don't know what it was. I must have written that. You know, right after I woke up or something, because that's a pipe dream. Mm. 
And so, you know, not, a lot of our ideas don't make it out. A lot of these ideas probably won't make it out, too. But we want to collect them. We want to curate them. We want to read them. Everything that put goes in will be read and considered. It may be scheduled out for version two, or it might get done. I mean, some of the features that people have turned in have already been put into the project and updated. It's, it's, some things get reacted that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get to that, um, just go to the, the Rock website under Ask you'll see uh, uh, icon to the right side, new idea. Also, after the next update, at the bottom of your installed version of Rock, there's a little beta little label. Uh, right next to that is an idea link. A lot of those links will probably come out after the beta just because we don't want to kind of clutter up your install. <laughs> but for now, you can uh, you know submit an issue, ask a question, or, or now have this one, which is to submit an idea. So that's just kind of giving you a window into something that we've done for a while. Um, and giving you a chance to participate in that. Again, too, if it goes into the book and it doesn't get done, it's a development environment, right? You can either hire somebody or you can write it yourself. You have the power. Yep. Well, so, again, with with regard to support, what's out there now is that community. You can ask questions and get answers. Um, what's coming is paid support. Hopefully. I mean, that's... That's something that's outside of our control because it's up to other companies to start that. Um, but we are already hearing people who are, are showing interest in that. Um, so, and we, we want to encourage that kind of activity because we because we don't want to get those calls. We know some people do want that call, be able to make that call. So, um, that's something I think people should be considering. So, is there any anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Um. Anything coming in the next update, David, you want to mention? Um, to put you on the spot. We don't even know when the next update will be. We're, we're, yeah, we're it probably won't be this that. week. It'll probably be, imagine, next week. Just haven't um, been enough bugs. Yeah, that first week, you know, there were several things that were brought up that we fixed. I think we did two updates that first week. Um, we are doing some things with geocoding. Um probably just wait to talk about that let's see uh, some communication enhancements um, and then just you know uh, some small bug fixes yeah we're really trying to get back to focusing on on the features that need to be checked off to do our 1.0 release um, right now we're kind of scheduling that we're thinking about that in, in early fall that's probably our worst case i think um but you know summer comes and there's just a lot of things going on so um, we're trying to be conservative in our guessing on that. Um, but there's certainly a lot of things on the board uh, to get to the 1.0 release, and, and um, it's just been hard because we keep seeing little things we want to tweak or add or, or get to or suggestions that were really good that we want to put in now. So really trying to get back to focusing on the 1.0 release. Um, and, and to be honest, there's still, you know, and you guys obviously know it too, there's still documentation that needs to be written that we want to get to, and, and so you guys know how to fully use stuff like adding blocks and and widgets to pages so well I'm excited so thanks for your work on it I appreciate uh, all that's been done and just seeing the progress in this thing I'm excited about using it uh, everywhere I can well thanks for coming out and joining us today yeah it's good to be here This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. 
Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. <laughs>